Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. everybody. Let's continue with our uh, discussion of Tevilat Kelim. Halacha writes as follows. The vessels that are included in the mitzvah of dipping in the mikveh are those vessels that we eat and drink with. Kadugmat, for example, tzalachot, that's plates, kosot, cups, sekum, which is uh, cutlery. Any serving platters. Any utensils that we prepare food with. Kedugmat, sirim, those are pots, michsehem, they're covers. Machvatot, that's pans. Tavniot afiya, bakingware. Shipudim, skewers. Veshatolet sliya, things that we use to roast. Aval, hatsuba ena tzricha tevila, hoil ve'en manichim alea machalim ela sirim. But things that, um, um, uh, platforms that you put pots on don't require tevila. Ve'afshel, ve'chen tzarich litpol, Magredet, you have to you have to dip a grater. Kolfan, uh, it's a peeler. Tohan shum v'tavinim, a grinder, a garlic press. Pores betzim, egg slicer. Mesanenet lete umfatzeach egozim, a sieve for tea, and uh, things that you use to uh, split open walnuts. Hoid vehem ba'ibe magai ashim ha'ochel, because these things come in direct contact with food. Aval holetz pakakim upotchan kufsaot. Uh, um, a cork um, corkscrews. These things don't come in contact with the food, so you don't need to dip your corkscrew in in uh, in the water. Uh, certain utensils that come in contact with food, but their purpose is not actually to um, to actually prepare the food, but more it's the, the the prior state. So he gives an example of the knives for shahita. So this is it's not talking about a knife that you're using to cut your steak once you know you have your steak. That for sure you need tevila. But here you have a, a shahita knife, or you have uh, utensils that are are, are uh, to to prepare making dough. All these are pturim tevila. These are patur. Zakla, this is a rule. Kol akelim shebaim b'magai yashirim ha'ochel be'et shurawil achila tzrichim tevila. Any utensils that come in direct contact with food when the food is ready to be eaten, those are the kelim that require tevila. If if they come in contact with meat or foods that are not ready to be eaten, like uh, a dough hook or a, a shechita knife, those things are not are patur from tevila. So you have storage containers that are used to be to put in your pantry. Um, like jars, sukar, sugar jar, or where you store coffee in. Those those require tevila. But those jars that you put in uh, sweet and low packages, or you put in tea bags, they could be the same jars, 
But if you're only going to put it in for packaged things and the food is not directly going to touch, then they don't require tevila. Long-term storage solution uh, utensils. Kelim shino adu lachsan bahen, lachsen bahen machalim bamachsan. Kevan shene gilim lakachan mem ochel kedel ochlom yad peturim etevila. So here's a chidush. If, if you have a, uh, a storage container that is storing food, but it's, it's something that you don't use or take from often, therefore it's patur from tevila. And as well, kelim chad pe'amim peturim etevila. Uh, one-time usage kelim such as foil, those are patur from tevila. We're going to talk about that uh, later on. Um, uh, later on, halachatet. Ha-tevila, oh sorry, tevilat ha-keli tzricha lehe'asot be-mikveh kasher. Dipping the utensil needs to be in a kosher mikveh. She-shi'ur ha-mayim she-bo le-kol ha-pachot ar-ba'im se'ah. And uh, the, the, the mikveh must hold a minimum of 40 se'ah, which is approximately 288 liters. A medium-sized man, where he could dip himself, his whole body in one shot. Which is basically one ama by one ama by three ama tall. So uh, that's the minimum size, 288 liters. In order for the mikveh to be kosher, it's on condition that we're talking about water that came, comes from a spring or was, or was, or was rainwater that was collected in one spot. The same rule applies to, uh, the body mikveh, to your keli mikveh. You cannot, uh, you know, you cannot collect the water in a separate basin or in a separate, uh, um, uh, uh, pipe or what sort, that's, that wouldn't be kasher le mikveh. Um, in fact, I remember when we were redoing the mikveh here, we, um, we had to go to the roof. And, um, and uh, Isaac, you were with me on that one? I remember. No, you didn't come with me to the roof? So um, the rabbi who was overseeing it, he was even worried about the, the, the opening where the water comes down. There was uh, bolts. The bolts that, that closed the plug, I guess. And those bolts uh, had a little indentation. And the water that was sitting in there, he felt was collected, okay, which could be posel, all the other water that was going to go in. And we had to, like, uh, plug those bolts so that it was smooth, so that the water wouldn't sit there. That's how strict they were wow. um, when we went up to the roof. Um, so again, water, water that's closer for mikveh needs to go direct into the, into the mikveh, but it cannot be, not be held in a, in a receptacle prior to that. Haklala yesodi batevila, the general rule, shekola klish yeh betoch the entire vessel must be dipped in the water, with nothing, uh, impeding the vessel and the water, nothing acting as a, as a hindrance. If you take uh, half of the utensil, okay, you dip half of it in the mikveh, and then you do this way, you dip half in the mikveh, not kosher. The whole thing needs to be in the water at the same time. Even the handle of the kli needs to be in the water. It's part of the kli. If the handle is outside of the water, pesula. You have to make sure that nothing is sticking on to the keli. 
בין מבפנים, בין מבחוץ, whether on the outside or the inside, שכל דבר שאנשים רגילים להקפיד להשיא מהכלי, חוצץ בין הכלי למים ופוסל את הטבילה. If it has a sticker on the kali and you don't want that sticker on the kali, so that's something that bothers you, your makpid, then it acts as a chatzitza, as an impediment, and therefore it's posel the tevila. And he says over here specifically, You have to remove the price tag, the price sticker, and the glue that's underneath. Because no one keeps a price tag on the vessel. You know, you're serving... Uh, you know, you have wine glasses, you don't want your, your guests to see the price tag of how much you paid for the wine. So that's something that you care about. So you want to remove that. Omnam, shariot kantatnatut, kantatnatanut, shal devek, ol ikhluk, shen regilin akpil asir, im gam balea akli, I don't regil akpil alehen, ena chotesot. But, the really, you remove the sticker and you have the little, little, tiny, still sticky thing, okay? If that doesn't bother you, so you don't have to remove it. Uh, if you're ready to serve your glassware or your tableware with that little tiny thing that's left over, the remnants, then you don't have to sit there and uh, break your head for 30 minutes on every single thing, getting all the sticker out. So let's say you have something, a manufacturer label that is stuck on the, uh, on the clean, and you want it there. And, and, it's, and it's normal for people to, to keep that on the clean, then you don't, re, you don't need to remove it. Sometimes you have like brand names, you know, there's a brand name uh, Mikasa, I don't know, I don't know Mikasa, you, you want the Mikasa label over there showing, people know Mikasa, and people keep the Mikasa. So if that's something that you want, doesn't need to be removed. Kasher benosaf la tevilam, tarikh gam leachshir et hakelim, mipenesh shebishlu bot taref, now, let's say this keli, not only do you need to kosher it, but you also, you need, it was also cooked with terefah. You got it from a goyim with terefah. So first you need to kosher it from the terefah. So you have to do whatever process you need, uh, whether hagala or libun or all the things that we'll, Bezat Hashem will talk about. And then you dip it in the mikveh. Um, uh, now, if, if, if you dipped it in without doing the uh, the hechsher, then it's uh, it's okay. But you still got to kosher it afterwards. How much time we have left? Okay, we still got a couple minutes. Let's just finish the section here. If shalit bol kli shemurkav mikama chalakim beodom mechubar af sheamayim enam nichnasim bimkom arkavah sheben chalakim. Sometimes you have a utensil that is made up with many, many parts. And you know that even if you dip the, the, the utensil in the water, the water is not going to reach every single little part of the parts that are in there. That's okay. Because that's how it is um, built. That's how it's used. So that's how you dip it. If you have something like a bottle, I said this was a glass bottle which has a very narrow opening and you put it into the water, you have to keep it in there for a little bit because you need the water to enter the, uh, the bottle completely so that the whole thing is filled with water. If you just put it in, in and out, you're not going to cover the whole the entire surface area of the bottle. Lastly, After you put the, 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 the item in the mikveh, you should loosen your hold, your, gra- your grasp on the kalit. Because you need the water to touch the parts of the of the glass or the utensil that you're holding. 
שאם לא כן, היד או חזות בכלי תחצוץ בין המים לכלי. Because if not, then your, your hand is blocking the water from reaching the כלי. החושש להלפות מהכלי שמא ייפול וישבד. So now what are you worried about? If I loosen up the grip, it's going to fall. So what do you do? He gives you advice. ירטיב תחילת ידו במאה מקווה. Wet your hands first, and then hold. Somehow this works. Okay, and then uh, and, uh, and it somehow gives you a better a better grip there, even if you loosen it. Um, All right, then then uh, you know get it wet and you're fine. You can hold it better. So if if you wet your hands also with the mikveh, so now you have mikveh waters on your hands, and then you're dipping it together with the uh, with the utensil. And it's kind of like a two-in-one. La, another advice he gives you, old pitaron, la'achnisit ha'kli betoch sal. Put the kli inside a basket. We have a basket here as well. Kach she'en chashach she'akli yipol ve'yishavet. Now you're not worried that the, the utensil is going to fall and break. Ve'af en chatisa ben asal ekli. It's not considered an impediment between the uh, basket and the kli. Hoi ve'ena mehadukim ze'etzeh. Because they're not really touching each other very strong. There's not a strong grip there. There's nothing really pegging onto it. And if you put a lot of forks and knives and spoons inside the basket, shake them while it's in the mikveh, in order to ensure that the water touches each part of the kelim. We'll stop here. We'll continue tomorrow.